Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, baseball fans, and welcome to episode three of the Diamond Digest podcast. This is your host, Jordan Lazowski, and thanks again for joining us. On this episode, we'll talk about some of the most recent free agent signings in a very slow free agent market, and then we'll get to the two culprits behind our slow offseason. Finally, we'll get into some great segments that our first podcast team came up with. So if you've listened to our first two podcasts, you've heard various voices of the Diamond Digest team. But starting this podcast, we are rolling out our podcast teams, so you can get used to some continuous voices working together. So I'm going to let our very first team introduce themselves now. What's up, everybody? My name's Adam Koplick. You might recognize me from the first Diamond Digest podcast, so I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Uh, I'm John Principe. I'm a 21 university student from just outside Toronto in Canada, and I'm a big Red Sox fan. My name's Scott Bentley. Uh, I live in Detroit and a big Tigers fan, uh, as you could guess. Um, and it's a really sad time to be a Tigers fan, so let's talk about other baseball stuff. <laughs> so we are Damon's Barbershop. Uh, we wanted to find a player that had played for all three of our teams and the most beloved player that had played for the Tigers, Yankees, and Red Sox is Johnny Damon. Uh, and the barbershop is just a fun place to, you know, talk smack, shoot around. And uh, so, yeah, Damon's Barbershop. I mean, he was always known for his hair. Oh, yeah. Beard, Luscious too, right? Locks, like, that was a big Damon yeah. thing. Yeah, especially. Luscious. I mean, until he went to the Yankees and they gave him uh, the Yankee treatment with the haircut. Like, worst he was rule. A big, uh, worst rule. I have worst rule. Not a fan of that. Awful. Yeah, that's got to be that. that's that's got to be changed. But yeah, 100%. So, you've met the team. You all knew Adam from beforehand, but John and Scott are new voices, so welcome, gentlemen. Let's move into our first segment. So, we've been waiting for a while to record this podcast because I kept trying to push it back until either Machado or Harper signed. Yet, here we are, and still nothing. The slow market has developed a little bit over the past couple weeks as both New York teams continued to improve, Philly shored up its bullpen, Minnesota added a bat, and Milwaukee makes another step towards a repeat of their 2018 success. So gentlemen, let's start with David Robertson. Signed a two-year, $23 million deal. And let's also throw in there Zach Britton, two arms that went off. Zach Britton to New York on a three-year, $39 million deal. The New York Yankees, that is. Let's break these two signings down. Let's break them down. I'll give you Britain. I'll give you. I'll give you the. I'll give you the floor here. These are two former right. Yankees. Go for it. So Robertson, I, I don't want to sound like you know the Yankee fans that were like, "Oh, we didn't need him. He sucks." But Robertson, I lost a lot of confidence in last year. Like he just seemed. He was very iffy. He got into a lot of jams. He was able to get out of a lot of them. So he doesn't. His numbers don't really show it. But he got into a lot of jams. He was really inconsistent. You couldn't really trust him on a game-by-game basis. And I'm not going to sit here and act like like Britain wasn't like that last year because he got into – he was pretty inconsistent. 
He struggled. He gave up a freaking home run to Christian Vasquez. Don't forget about <laughs> the ALDS. Was gonna mention that. Yeah, <laughs> but he's still the. I, I still think he's the same guy that had that ridiculous like 800 ERA plus in 2016 that should have won Cy Young instead of Rick freaking Porcello, and. I don't, th- and I. He also said that he was never 100 percent last year, so I do believe that that had an effect on his game. So I think a full season of a healthy Zach Britton makes that Yankee bullpen even more dangerous. That's fair. No, that's fair. But you made good points about Robertson in the uh, in the clutch time and pitching for the Yankees, and his stats might not have shown that he struggled a little bit. It'll be interesting to see how they deploy him in Philly. I think he's expected to be the closer. But between him and Sir Anthony and Neris, it'll be interesting to see if Robertson can handle more of a upgraded role. I guess I feel like that is definitely uh, going to be a big question mark about that. Because I like the deal. I don't. I don't think the money's bad on either side. I think it's a, a pretty smart, safe move for Philly, even if he doesn't end up being the closer. But it'll be interesting to see how they use those three next year. Yeah. Well, they said they were going to spend stupid money, right? <laughs> Stupid money is Andrew McCutcheon, David Robertson, yeah, Gene like, Segura. They said they were just gonna spend. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying they went into the off season. They were talking all this thing about how they were gonna spend yeah, all yeah. this money and they were gonna just yeah. drop bank on everybody. Like, yeah, I know what you, I know what you, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't. I, I mean, I agree with John. I don't think it's a terrible deal. Uh, I mean, I, I probably wouldn't have paid him that much, but I don't. I, it's not awful by any means. I just. Uh, with all this hype about the Phillies and, you know, them going all in and they're about to spend, you know, like billions of dollars and then they, you know. I mean, they still could. Oh, There's yeah, still two guys out there that are going to command a little bit of money. Guys could get. And like, to that one. point, though, like, I feel like, how much did Robertson end up signing for? It was like $11 million a year, right? Yeah. I it was two of 20. Two or 23 like over two years. Yeah. yeah, I feel like Britain for 13 and Robertson for 11 and a half, I feel like why not just pay that extra money for Britain if you're the Phillies? Definitely more upside. I agree with that. I definitely yeah. agree with that. Because I, I agree. I, I didn't like I didn't like what I... I mean, maybe it's just, you know, Yankees bias. But I didn't like what I saw at all from <laughs> Robertson last year. Like, I, I, uh, I definitely thought he took a huge step back. And it was really weird considering, like, how high of a peak he you know, at once was, and obviously that happens, people, you know, get older and go up and down and stuff throughout their career, but I definitely would not have, uh, I I agree with you, Adam, I think that they should have just, you know, paid three or four more million dollars and just went all in on Britain, I, I don't understand the move where they need to get Robert, Robertson because they didn't get Britain, that, that doesn't really make sense to me. That's fair, but like, I don't... I don't know. I'm still. I'm going Robertson over Britain. Like I, really? I'm not a huge Britain move. Like I like the Robertson move. Everything included, like money wise, fit wise. I think the Robertson move makes just a little more sense. Like the Yankees, yeah, show up the bullpen, build back. You got the ninth right. inning guy. You got Batanzas in the eighth. Like that's fair. But three years, thirty nine for Britain. Like if you're gonna pay that much, go pay a little bit more and get out of Vino. Like yeah, I yeah. take Robertson they over still Britain. I pay. Well, they could, and they should like they probably should but i don't know save that money and put a little more towards out of you know like all i can remember is britain giving up a, just a massive home run to christian Vasquez. <laughs> still hasn't landed i think still That's hasn't landed. remember for some reason still That's hasn't great. landed but john you're still yeah, sticking with the, you're still sticking with uh ryan brazier and 
Matt Barnes having better years than Kimbrough? I mean, Britain? I mean, yeah, no, then better years than Britain, 100%. Yeah, those guys, Barnes and Brazier, they're only going to go up from here. They both had good years last year, and I think they're only going to... Brazier's going to have a full year. He's going to be great. Matt Barnes might end up being the closer. He's got one of the best K-9 in the league for all relievers. Sign me up. Better years than Britain for fun. Book it. He said book, book it. Book it. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting to see, too, that when... Robertson and Britain came off the market. It almost felt like, all right, Kimbrell and Adovino are next, and we still sit here. Right. Two big guys still without teams. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous how slow the market's moving. And I would not stick with Barnes at the back end of your bullpen, John. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wouldn't either, but I'm just saying if he is. The Yankees going to have four relievers better than the Sox closer unless they go out inside Adovino or Kimbrell. I'm going to make a bold take right now. Bullpens are just slightly overrated. Just slightly. Because if you look at the Red Sox last year, if you look at the Red Sox last year, they have the, almost the exact same bullpen going into this year as they did in the last. Okay. And people are still talking smack. Oh, Brazier this, oh. Barnes this, whatever. They're going to be fine. They were fine last year. They're going to be fine this year. Yeah, but last you lost Joe Kelly, overrated. too. Yeah, they lost Joe, Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly had an 8-plus ERA in the playoffs. months last year. Not worried. In the playoffs, Kelly was big. Kimball was big. You also had they were. E- Kimball was there. Evaldi was great out of the pen. Porcello and Sale pitched out of the pen. So you, yeah, your bullpen awesome. didn't really do good. Your starters did good <laughs> in the bullpen. <laughs> yeah, but if you look at guys, Brazier had a great postseason. So did Barnes. Henry pitched better. Workman outside of one outing pitched well. Like, the bullpen was there, and those guys are all coming back next year. I don't want to – I'm not going to try to get too much onto the Red Sox here, but, yeah, a few <laughs> of those guys are going to be better than Britain. I'm not too worried. Let's, let, let's move back to the NL for a little bit, huh? <laughs> Let's talk about um, Yasmani Grandal. This was a big one. I love this one. Because he was originally rumored to have a $15 million a year offer over four years from the New York Mets, turned it down, and signed for one year, $18 million, with the Milwaukee Brewers. I think that's another. I think that's a great move by the, Bre- by the Brewers. I don't understand it from Grandal's perspective. I guess he just... Yeah. I guess he just wasn't getting what he expected, so he's betting on himself for a year. Like he did have that bad postseason, so maybe his value plummeted. But I feel like he could, if he was really offered four years, sixty million from the Mets. I don't know, I, like I don't know how it goes from that to one year seventeen. It doesn't I seem agree, like yeah. it doesn't seem like the right. I, I, the team's just like stopped trying for him, or did he just? I don't know. Yeah, the market was confusing for him. I, I definitely think he over overvalued himself a little, and I feel like that postseason hurt him a lot, more than it should have. I don't think even seeing it firsthand in the World Series, and especially in the NLCS, like, yeah, it was bad, but it's also not the whole deal. Like, he's not that bad of a defender when it's all said and done. So I think he's getting unfairly hurt by that. And, yeah, I think he kind of overvalued himself a little. I think four at 60 from the Mets might have, definitely been his best bet or even the qualifying <laughs> offer to stay in LA like Milwaukee LA fairly similar positions they're both going to contend next year but if this was kind of what it came down to I'm surprised he didn't just take the qualifying offer in the first place and I think something you mentioned is him overvaluing himself and part of that is if you look at some of the catchers that signed these are replacement level guys at the end of yeah. the day but at the same time Usually top 20, top 30 when it comes to framing metrics, which is what Grandal is 
notable for. Right. Yeah. So you yeah. look at these guys who are signing for two million dollars a year. Kurtzuzuki, Robinson, Torino, Stephen yeah, and Grandal signs for eighteen million. So, is there a sixteen million dollar difference between the additional defense he provides plus some additional offense? I really don't think so. I think it was an overvaluing on his part. Yeah. I mean, what does he have? Eight? I think he's got about an 800 OPS Boop. over his Dodgers tenure. like 20 bombs a year. Like, he's a good hitter as far as catcher, right. catchers oh, go. But yeah. not by that he's not much 60 more million. than the rest. Yeah, no, I agree. The only that. guys I think that add to play – I think the only guys that add to play really have that big of a gap is Remuto, Sanchez. 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 <laughs> fair. And, not fair. Young catcher. You're right. You're right. And I, I get – Maybe Posey, but I, he's probably moving to first at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would think yeah. so too. That happens. So like, I, I don't think he's worth that sixty million dollars. But I, I still, if you really got four years, sixty million from the Mets, that, that has to mean he had some pretty big market. Like, I, I just don't understand. I still don't understand how that Where goes from four sixty to one eighteen or one seventeen or whatever he signed for. Great for the Brewers, though, right? Yeah, like Brewers needed oh, a catcher. 100%. He's a one year, you don't really run any risk here. It's good for them. Yeah, it's a great move for Milwaukee, without a doubt. I think, yeah, something was obviously very wrong with his, either him or his agent were not on the right page with his evaluation going into yeah. the offseason. Yeah. That makes no sense. Big time. Like, Adam's complete, that makes absolutely no sense. Definitely yeah. one of the weirder kind of, yeah, offseason stories yeah, for, for sure. sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. He also signed early. Like, yeah, I feel like if you're going to go yeah. from if you're going to go down to that, I feel like you wouldn't want to sign in December. Maybe see if yeah. once all the catchers are gone, which they pretty much are, see if the market picks up a bit. That's like a panic deal, right? Like a one yeah. one at 17 something he should take in yeah. late March if he doesn't have a team. But like, yeah, I agree with you. Early January or late December, whatever it was. That's uh, that's a weird timing to take take that that kind of deal. Yeah. Speaking of weird moves, after trading for Robinson Cano and having a fairly large backlog when it comes to infielders, the New York Mets go out and sign Jed Lowry to a two-year, $20 million deal. Now they're talking about putting Jeff McNeil out in the outfield. The Wilpons can't stop spending. (laughs) (laughs) What a weird sentence to hear. (laughs) Yeah, this is a weird one for me. Like, I don't mind it. Two for 20 for a guy who was Great an all-star deal, last year. Wise. Yeah, like, yeah, like it's not a terrible weird sure. fit. Weird fit. Yeah, very, very weird, weird fit. fit. It makes no sense. This, I, I I, don't know. Whenever anything like this happens, I just get flashbacks to the Tigers signing Prince Fielder <laughs> and Miguel Cabrera having to play third. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just, yeah. like, I, the money's fine. Like, I, I think it's a great value that the Mets got him for. Um, for sure. I mean, you know, the Mets could never uh, could always use a bat, uh, obviously. And you know, uh, there's going to be injuries. The yeah. Mets, right? Yeah, like I, I just, I don't know. I, I just don't understand the fit at all. They're going to have to move a lot of people around. Spring training is going to be fun if you're a Mets fan. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. That might be a better show than the regular season, if we're being honest. Uh, yeah, I don't think their infield is set at all. That is going to yeah, be yeah. very interesting to watch in spring training, how that all unfolds. Yeah, like this is the kind of deal that I think if just about any other team made it, 
I would be. I I love the money. I love Jed Lowry as a player. I think he's a great player. Yeah. I just like the Mets. Some the Mets somehow can make a great deal and make it look bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally, they always find some way to mess up a good thing. Like For it's real. brutal. It's nice to see them spending though in a yeah for sure era where oh, yeah, it's either it's rebuild fine. or spend two hundred twenty million. It's nice to see them not take the rebuild route in a for division sure. where it almost feels like they should. But it's interesting to see it. Yeah, yeah, uh, they probably should. Crap, what's their GM's name? Von something. BVW. BVW is how I'm calling him. BVW slack. He's done like a. He's found like a happy medium between. Like when AJ Preller was first hired in San Diego and he just spent and how some of these other GMs will like come somewhere and then just tear it down. Like he's found that happy medium to compete without destroying your future. Overpaying or yeah, exactly. Trading away any big prospects. Yeah, no, absolutely. Another move that kind of makes sense, kind of doesn't, kind of makes the twins scarier, but for a year only is the Nelson Cruz signing. One year, fourteen point three million, which, I mean, just front up, that seems like a lot of money for a designated hitter. Was there an option on that? I thought there was a second year option. I think there is a second option. year option on that. I'll uh, see if I can find that here, because yeah, Nelson Cruz for one year to a Minnesota team that's not going to be doing too much damage this year. I don't really get that. Yeah, twelve yeah, million dollar option. option for twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, like Cruz is the same K thing by, as Lowry. Like I think it's a he's a, I think he's a great player, who is I mean that that bat in the middle of your lineup is terrifying, but yeah. again, that's such a bad fit for him. <laughs> a team like Houston would have been a great fit where he can just Oof, make that dangerous. But yeah, like, that's very true. That I just don't understand. Like the Twins, that now they have a ton of right-handed bats that can't field. So. Like, like, why are you adding that? I uh, I don't get that one at all. Like, Cruz, yeah, you're right. Like, Cruz is a great hitter. He's probably going to hit 40 again next year. Like, he's an, one of the most underrated power hitters in the league. But going to a kind of a relevant team right now, like Minnesota, is just I don't see the fit on either side. Really, I don't. It's it, You know what it is? It's to make the Tigers get a better draft pick next year. I really don't get it um I guess maybe maybe the twins are seeing all this Kluber talk and are saying maybe the AL Central is more wide open than we think like that's really the only like logical thing I could think of to why this deal makes sense to give a 40 year old designated hitter 14 million dollars a year but or for a year um I don't know I I think I agree with what you guys are saying. I really don't understand. Uh, again, the fit is a little weird. I feel like they think they're the Atlanta Braves of this year. Like a young team, lots of up-and-coming pieces. Buxton, Kepler, everyone's about to put it together. But I just don't think they're going to have the, the success the Braves had last year. I feel like they're going to take a step forward from last year. I don't know how many games the Twins won last year. But I feel like they've got to win more than that. But this still just, I don't don't really understand this as a whole. Nah. I mean, their pitching staff was right around the corner from needing a lot of help. Gibson's a free yeah. agent after next yeah. year, and he's 32. And, like, when you think of the Twins' rotation, it's like, Odorizzi, maybe. After that, Barrios. Okay, so you have one and a half starters moving yeah. into 2020. Yeah. 
Is Ir- Irvin Santana? Is he still? Santana. The- okay, one and three quarters. I. It's like it, it feels <laughs> yeah, like Michael Panetta. Right. It's like it feels yeah. like if you make this move, there should have been something corresponding going along. Yeah. Yeah. They haven't done anything. Go out and grab Keuchel and show, hey, I'm serious about these next two years. While the they did sign Blake Parker. That's yeah. a that's a big upgrade in the bullpen, I guess. It but is. Like, yeah. But it's like I would have expected a starter to towards Minnesota if they want to contend. It feels like I know the Twins are going to be a sneaky good team because they always are. And as a Sox fan, it pisses me off. It's always a team you go in there. I feel you. Don't worry about it. And it's like, Pesky how team. are we going to find a way to lose this game? <laughs> and it, but it seems like there's still something missing. Maybe it comes later in the off season. But something missing from what the Twins are trying to do. If you're capitalizing on the next two years, which you should, something's still got to hit here. I I mean, they got Scope. They got Cron. Right. CJ Cron. Like, those are good pickups. But, yeah, pitching-wise, they're not going to win the division with that. But Cron is another guy who is another right-handed bat. Like, Cron could have been there Nelson Cruz. I don't know why they got both of them. (laughs) Yeah, both. They're kind of, yeah, virtually the same player at this point. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. The Twins were that kind of Atlanta Braves thing two right. years ago. A couple of years ago. When no when one, they, got the they just came out of nowhere. And then they like, that was the time to make this move. They suck again. So yeah. they should make Well, Molitor's out now, right? So, like, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's it's an interesting wave for Minnesota yeah, coming over right now. Yeah, that hit the fan quick, dude. Buxton was terrible. Yeah. So got sin- new, rather, got sent to single A at one point, like. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that about weird, that. That was dude, wild. That yeah, they had a up real quick, real quick, hundred percent. Yeah, that was uh, that was weird. All right, enough of avoiding it. It wouldn't be a baseball podcast in the 2018-2019 offseason if we didn't talk about Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. So I guess we got to talk about it. I don't like talking about it anymore. <laughs> it gets boring. It gets redundant. No one knows what's going on. And I think more of our conversation is going to be structured around the fact that, you know, the media is really screwing with fans' heads right now. Yeah, I mean, more so than ever. We're recording this on Wednesday night, and today we've had, well, let's just talk about the past two days. Two days ago, the White Sox had offered, according to a couple reports, eight years, $250 million. Two days later, now the deal is seven for one seventy-five. Two hours later, the reports are refuted, and another hour after that, Machado's agent come out, came out and said, hey, media really needs to stop screwing with what's going on right now. And this has just become a circus that is yeah. just not fun anymore. I, I, honest, I, as an outsider, as a team of Red Sox, you're probably not going to get them. I think it's kind of fun. I've really been enjoying Yankees fans think the world's ending, then White Sox fans think the world's ending, then Phillies fans think the world's ending, and then some mystery team, their world's going to be ending. I love it. I think this is great, but it's been pandemonium. Yeah, you're not right. You're not wrong on that front. It's been I just circus. I hate the, I hate the conflicting reports, like, it's so I understand that this is these guys' jobs to get a report from a source and then spread that report. That's what they get paid to do. But it's really annoying. It's like, is it your job to throw out every single thing that crosses your table? I mean, it gets them more Twitter interactions, I, right? Like, yeah. but at a certain point, <laughs> in today's day like, and age, once you've got that blue check mark, like. <laughs> 
You've already got enough of a following. That's that's the biggest problem for me. (laughs) Right, like, hey, maybe I want to fact check this a little bit before, because I have a big following, before I throw it out and upset White Sox fans and Phillies fans and Yankees fans all at the same time. Right. Yeah, it's amazing. They aren't helping. Well, at least Bryce isn't. Manny's kind of stayed, like, incognito. He's He's been pretty quiet. But Bryce is over on Twitter... You know, the MLB The Show thing is doing, like, projected oh stats for every... <laughs> yeah. And he's literally replying to every single one. He's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I... Like, the, he is not Oh, he knows dude. what he's like, doing. He really isn't. No. It's hilarious. These are two 26-year-old amazing talent free agents, but both of them, like, have so many flaws that aren't even in... That aren't even compared to their talent, because, like... Their their talent their potential for both these guys is limitless, but yeah. they have these. For sure. Like I, I I think it's stupid. I would still give both of them whatever they want, but they have these attitude issues that people always are looking at, and then I think that's shrunk their markets, and then that's annoyed the fans that want to hear that actually want them to sign somewhere, because then these teams that because there's so few teams right now. If the Yankees are really out on Machado, if the Yankees are really out on Machado because they signed Lemayhew, and the Phillies are really all in on Bryce, are, are the White Sox really the only team on Manny Machado? Like that just makes no sense. And I think, I think that's what's bugging Machado's agent is like, yeah. we've heard about one deal on the table. We haven't heard that the Phillies. We heard. Did they? Did we hear they made an offer? Mm. I don't think we did. I don't think Dude, so. we heard, we literally like three weeks ago so we heard that track. we heard that Machado didn't even want to go to Philly, and same with Bryce. And then like a week later, it was like, oh well, they're prepared to make. They it both want now. to. Like, <laughs> it's I I if he if you let's just take it at face value and say okay, the White Sox do have some sort of offer on the table. No, we don't know what it is, but we think there's an offer there. I, I think that's the yeah. one thing we know. I think that's the, the only seven one seventy five is definitely debatable. The seven one seventy five. There's mm-hmm. no way that's true. There is true. absolutely no chance that that's the right. Twenty five million a year. Yeah, there's no way. There like, is it's between two hundred and three hundred. No you are not this far yeah. along if your offer is less than about two two twenty five at the very least. Yeah. <laughs> but didn't people say yeah. that about J D Martinez though? Wouldn't people have said that at this point last year? Like, oh, there's no way he's holding out if it's not going to be north of one fifty, one seventy five. He ended up taking what one twenty. J D Martinez wasn't a twenty six year old superstar right. who can play on I know, both I know. sides They're of the baseball. Same player. That's fair. He's also it's the same sort of thing. Really All star player that's holding out. He and yeah, he was. Sure. That is very true. Yeah, yeah, that is very true. J D Martinez was totally underlooked by a lot of teams, but my yeah. my. Yeah, uh, yeah. My one hot take is I think Bryce knows where he's going. I really do. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think he'd be doing all this yeah. stuff on Twitter. I don't think he'd be hyping it up. So I think he knows. I think he knows exactly where he's going, and they're just working out the money. I really do. Manny, on the other funny. hand, your guess is as good as mine, brother. I have absolutely <laughs> no idea. But Bryce Harper, I genuinely think he knows. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm going to buy it that, by, that Bryce knows where he's going. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I think he'd go to Philly. I'd be very I, surprised right now if he doesn't end up in Philly. Because I think it's just Dodgers. all about money for Bryce. I think he's I the agree. one who can be bought. Yeah, I do too. but do the Dodgers not have that money now? Was that not a prime landing well, spot for him? I still? think it was the years. 
the Dodgers yeah. weren't willing to go long term, and I think that's why they were out of it. That's fair. Like I still, I just, I find it hard to believe they made that Puig and Wood trade without really committing them. They're not just yeah. going to make that trade, give up on two of their twenty-five right. man roster if they're not going to at least be a little flexible to go longer on Harper. In my opinion, I think they would be a little more flexible, but I guess we're not going to know until we know. Well, didn't they send a letter to their like season ticket holders that they're not that they're trying to avoid going over the luxury tax? Is that true? I don't. I didn't see that, I but I would believe that. I, I would definitely it. believe I, that. I don't want to be giving false information. <laughs> what does it really matter at this point? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. No, the Red Sox don't mind uh, hitting that luxury tax every year if need be. I well, the luxury tax. Yeah, they do. Not mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> luxury tax is what it is at this point. I I don't have a good handle on exactly how it is truly affecting how teams think of these guys. I mean, it doesn't affect the White Sox, your team, so... Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> All the luxury tax is doing is making teams lowball guys, and it's not right. helping... It's not making exactly. the smaller teams spend. They don't care. There's no it's just making, cap floor. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an awful rule. They need to yeah, fix that. Well, there is a point, and I think the Red Sox are near, where you have to give up your first-round pick, or you at least move down to the after the yeah. com, the compensatory picks, <laughs> compensation picks. Um, so I think <laughs> you do hit that eventually. I think that is the part of luxury tax that scares teams off, but I don't think that's until like at least two twenty, two thirty million at least. So yeah, no, that's a. Uh, that's a diff- that's a topic for another day, but that's definitely yeah not a huge luxury tax uh, yeah. guy either. I'll tell you the ballsy thing was Machado's agent coming out and calling out two notable reporters. Yeah, by he's, name. that he's, was something. Wait, one second, let me find this. Cause he said it in like the nicest way possible, but was <laughs> he's yeah. like. He's, He's like, like I have a only. great relationship with these guys, but they're completely off base. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like the most passive aggressive thing I've ever seen. I just, I just think everyone's tired of it at this point. It's screwing other free agents too. Yeah, oh, Mustakis. Sure. Yeah, Mustakis is sure. getting screwed. Pollock's getting screwed. So as, as much as the current Pollock, CBA. Yeah, yeah, why isn't Pollock signed at this point? Yeah, yeah. Like, the current CBA is, is screwing not only, to an extent, it's screwing the players. I still think that the big failures that were the deals like Josh Hamilton and Albert Pujols and CJ Wilson, yeah. those are still screwing the guys today. Yeah, 100%. But at the, as long as, along with the CBA, and that's a whole different discussion. But it's also yeah, it screwing the, these other free agents who just want a job but can't get one until one of these guys signs. Exactly, yeah. yeah exactly. No, there's a few guys out there that, yeah, just they don't know what their market's going to be until a Machado or a Harper sets it. So, yeah, I, uh, I'm with you on the whole CBA thing. I think something along what the NBA does where you have to sign by a certain day, I think there should be something like that that would ease this process for everybody. Say right. Machado and Harper had to decide by midnight of new year's eve if this is all resolved and we know where everybody's going heading into the new year i think that would definitely be something that would benefit everybody because this is yeah this is just ridiculous for a lot of the second tier players that are waiting things out yeah i don't think yeah. harper signs until manny signs really I also agree well, with that 
That may really? be true because man, because Harper is gonna want more than Manny, no doubt. Right. He'll be pissed if he doesn't get more than Manny. Right. Exactly. That's fair. So That's Harper's fair. market is also very much determined by Manny's because, like, well, I'm a better player than Manny Machado. I better be getting at least, let's just say he exactly. signs for two fifty. I better be getting at least two seventy five, three hundred. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Is, yeah, that's true. It's, everybody's waiting for somebody to set the market. Right. It's crazy. And it's just frustrating at this point. I think you just got to yeah. go in. One of these teams has got to go, okay, I'm sick of this. This Wednesday was a clusterfuck. I just need to know what number I need to get to for you to sign right now and just end yeah. this process. Someone's going like to have to It should be that easy. It should be that easy. It really Philadelphia. Has to feel that easy just, at this point. There's the, everyone that wants one of them. Write a number, hand it to him, take whatever you want. You're done. It's over. It's like a blank check. Come play. Send it. it should be here's the highest I'm willing to go. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Let's do Philly this. He literally right said stupid money. He literally exact <laughs> quote. He said we yeah. spend spend the money, then, dude. Like spend four hundred million on Machado right now. Get him on your team. Ten years, four hundred million. Is going he's fifteen in, he's for five hundred. Like, five bills, bro. If, exactly. 15. They're if on they, your team tomorrow if you offer them that. Like if they don't spend, hard. if they don't spend one billion dollars in total, they did not <laughs> accomplish I mean. their goal. Pre-luxury. The Phillies just match five hundred million dollar <laughs> deals for Harper and uh, Machado right now. Just a billion dollars. Drop it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then go and then go sign Bryce, uh, not Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, two years later. <laughs> yeah, yeah easy. like every Phillies fan expects. Easy. And then have, and then have twenty one guys on the on the minimum. Yeah, yeah. And could you even <laughs> get twenty one guys on the minimum with those four guys eating up? Yeah, that was. Like, I don't think so. I don't think you could do it. <laughs> I'm not sure you Tough could, looks. dude. Honestly. Yeah. That'd be four superstars, and then literally just like. Your triple A team. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, good God. All right, I'm done talking about this. I've had enough. I just can't wait till this is over. No, that's fair. Yeah, we're getting there. Let's Yo, wrap up the off-season stuff. Let's talk about, you know, we talked about some of the major moves. We talked about our two big culprits of a slow market. Let's look at some of the overlooked moves. Because it's easy to talk about the big ones. And overlook these small ones, but the small ones oftentimes make the biggest difference at the end of the day. So why does everyone just pick one, kind of talk about it a little bit? Yeah, sure. So mine uh, is going to be Avisel Garcia to the Tampa Bay yeah. Rays. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. As far as um, like cheap, overlooked, kind of like not uh, really talked about moves, that's definitely my favorite of the off season. Uh, he signed a one-year, $3.5 million deal um, with no options, so he's a UFA next year. I think it's great for him uh, because he can – he had, you know, injury-riddled uh, kind of a past couple of years and definitely had a little bit of a drop-off last year from his all-star campaign two years ago. Um so I think it's great for him, give him a chance to reprove himself. Uh, back to, you know, he batted 236 with a 281 OBP last year. So <laughs> uh, I think that, I think that, but I think Tampa's a great place for it. Um, yeah. Uh, kind of not the spotlight. You weren't, you know, when he was with the White Sox, you know, that was the, as a Tiger fan, you know, I, yeah, he, 
big You think freight, there's a spotlight so... on the south side of Chicago right no, now? Give no, me a no, break. I'm, saying, I'm saying that maybe there was a little pressure being part of a trade package of that. I don't know. That's Maybe fair. I'm just that was a wild trade. Much, but. Was that not Jake Peavy, Jose Iglesias? That was a <laughs> yeah, trade. It was. Yeah. was that yeah, not? That was trade. a big boy deal. That yeah. was a weird. So that's that, so. I just think that kind of a fresh start. Um, it's great for the Rays too because if he goes back to having you know almost a 900 OPS like he did in 2017, you're paying your All Star outfielder three and a half million dollars. Like so, I really think it's good for both sides. Uh, for Garcia and for the Rays, and that's easily up to this point my uh, my kind of like most overlooked, uh, not talked about move of the offseason. I'll say two things about that. Number one, that trade had so much potential to oh, be dude. like a steal for the White Sox, <laughs> and Abby it just was, was not. Dude, we loved him. We were so mad. We were like, why? Why are we getting another shortstop? And getting rid of this dude that batted like 320 in his 50 games or whatever, 30 games with us his rookie year. Like, we were so high on him. He was a big dude that could steal bases. We were really upset. Well, Iglesias sucks. Like, Jose Iglesias. Iglesias like so much Yo, He took the league by storm. Like, he made some, like, crazy barehanded plays. And everyone was like, okay, this dude's going to be the freaking future. And he sucks. Hit 374 in triple A. Yeah, no, dude. He can't hit. Like, he, he can't, the dude can't, he can't hit the ball hit. out of the infield. You can't like, <laughs> he doesn't have a deal, does he? He's still he's no. still, no, he's still the out there. Pool. I've been eyeing him close because no I really don't want us to freaking re-sign him. <laughs> the Tigers, they got Jordy Mercer now. The Jody Mercer is the new Jose Glacier. Jody, damn right, Jody Mercer. <laughs> <laughs> the second thing I'll say about that deal is Avi Garcia is going to go to Tampa Bay He's going to hit 330, hit 25, 30 bombs because Tampa Bay Rays. I don't know what <laughs> they no do with players down there. Because they have 2,000 fans a game. It's like <laughs> he's going to find a way to be really freaking good, and it's going to yeah. piss me off. Kevin Cash is going to bring it out of him. I don't know what they do down there, but it's like every team should have like something that sets them apart. <laughs> it's the Rays just being able to take – Everything nobody wants and winning ninety games, and, and then, I just they did don't last get year, it. and then trading them before they hit arbitration. <laughs> exactly for <laughs> more guys to do the exact <laughs> same for more guys to do the same thing with. Just a cycle. <laughs> just like process, baby. <laughs> just the process, baby. My overlooked move. I, I really loved the Garcia trade. Like that was my number one, but my number two was Brian Dozier. And I think he's. He had such an awful year. He was a liability for the Do- for the Dodgers, and he had like two twenty. He had two twenty Minnesota, but he's the year before he had thirty four home runs. The year before he had forty two. Like he, I, he's still that big power bat at second base. He's a, I think he's perfect for the Nationals. Like they're they're looking like they want to at least kind of win now <laughs> with the Corbin deal. So. <laughs> I, yeah. I think he's, I think he's a perfect addition to that lineup because I, I still think he can get like, in 2017 he hit 34 home runs, 93 RBIs, 271 batting average, 360 on base, 359. Like that's a what very was the good OBP year. this year though. What was the OBP in 18? 305. <laughs> 60 point drop. Like that's not. He was he was terrible in LA. 
He had a 305 OBP and a 215 on base. I mean, batting average. 215? Yeah. That's nice. amazing. He was terrible. But, like, I still feel like people are just kind of disregarding that as him just having that one bad year because, I mean, he, he, he's been a big power bat for the last three or, three or four years. And I, I still feel like he can be that guy in Washington. He's still 2020. I don't know when the last time he was the 2020 guy, but I feel like he's still got potential to be that too. Like he's got he's got good legs under him as far as second baseman goes. Has he not? Could have sworn he's, he's been he, he was 2020 in 2014. Okay, so he's done it before. I guess maybe he's probably not got the legs for it anymore. But I I agree with you. Still a solid signing. He's he's a good player all around. He's not great, just a good player in all aspects. Yeah. I think. I agree. Um, I I do have a couple overlooked moves here. These ones, you guys, you guys probably don't even remember these. These were so overlooked. You got a piece oh. of paper out. You printed everything I got, out. I got I got <laughs> notes for these overlooked moves because they're so overlooked. I almost forgot about them again. Okay, two big ones. Everyone's forgot about Mike Fires going back to Oakland. That's a big move. Their rotation is a nightmare. Yeah, I didn't even know that happened. There's a, <laughs> I, I thought he was so patient. Sean Manaya is out for the year. They don't know what they're going to get from Cotton. They got a lot of question marks there. I think it's a one-year deal. His uh, his walks per nine was way down last year. It was significantly down. Uh, he had 356 ERA, so I think that's a good pickup. Uh, Eduardo Escobar re-signed with Arizona. That happened like the day after the World Series, so everyone kind of forgets about that. But he had that's a good, a good year. Move. That's a really yeah, good move. He had a good year, and like they don't. I don't think they're going to really be contended for much, but he'll he'll put up good play appearances for them. Um, another two big ones: Andrew Miller. I think that one didn't get talked about as much as it could. If he bounces back, that could be a huge pickup for St. Louis. And the one that I love, and I don't want to admit this, but LeMahieu to New York, I think is a great move. <clears throat> I feel like even though it'll get shit on a lot because of the whole we didn't sign Machado, I think is a good player, great defender, good hitter. Um, I guess played in the playoffs before, so he's used to kind of the pressure that he'll get in New York. So I think LeMahieu, that's the most overlooked move for me so far because people – People don't like it because it's not Machado, but I think it's a great move. Yeah, what you said there with uh, people don't like it because it's not Machado, like that has pissed me off so much because the Yankees have had a really good offseason with a lot of these moves they've made. And I know I'm a biased Yankee fan, but <laughs> they've made it like they have got they won 100 games last year and they got better. But because in all likelihood they're not getting Machado or Harper, people are just completely completely overlooking all these moves. And, yes. yeah, I think LeMahieu, he's a gold-glove defender. He's still got – he has, like, one of the lowest K rates and one of the highest contact oh, yeah. rates in baseball. That's per, that's a perfect bat for that lineup. That's yeah. exactly what they need. Put him at the top of the lineup, 100%. Yeah, I like that. So, yeah, those were uh, yeah, definitely like some overlooked too. moves. Yeah. yeah. I think they're all really good. Miller, I think, is a great move. Like, yeah, he, I, yeah. He had one bad year because he was hurt. And people completely forgot that he was like the best reliever in baseball the year before. Well, yeah, now before. there's like the bullpen in Cleveland sucked last year. It was so, horrible. Now he's with Hicks, he's with Hudson, he's with Gregerson. Like he's with some dudes that can kind of alleviate the pressure for him. So yeah, Miller to the cards. That's uh, that's a big move for them. They're going to be contending next year. All right. So on our um, little outline here, I have rap segment as the next thing. And I have no idea what the hell that means, so I'm going to turn it over to the boys of Damon Barbershop themselves. <clears throat> Love it. All right. So, 
we just said that we want to do a segment on rap. We really didn't actually think about what that would what that meant. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> we just said we're gonna do a rap segment, and then in the last couple of days we were like, oh, we should actually probably do something. <laughs> so my idea was is going back on the last year in 2018 and comparing we're giving out some awards so we're going to do best rapper and then the best player in baseball the best album and the best team which seems kind of easy obvious and then the best new artist and the best rookie so you know okay i like this yeah, right? See, last was last on questions, but <laughs> yeah. like, this is all together. Good yeah, move. I'm excited for this. Good play. That's not the right word. Uh, so who wants to start us off with the best rapper? I think John is oozing to start us off. Do you want me to yeah. go first? I'm not necessarily yeah. oozing, but like I'll set the tone. Who's your John, you, you want to go first. You want to okay. go first. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll start it off. I'll cook it up. Okay, best rapper. I think this is as easy as the best player, who was obviously Mookie Betts. MVP, best player on planet Earth. I don't want to hear anything about that Mike Trout character. Uh, so best rapper compared to my best player, Pusha T. He dropped one of those fire albums of the year. He's got one of the best discographies of all time. Pusha T is my guy. He's got a great baseball bar. I'm Yasiel Puig. I'm in another league. I've defected. Only thing we have in common, hit his bleed. How can you not love Pusha T? Rapper, maybe. Yo, uh, and he also had the story of Adidon, too. I, that's that, that's just like that. That makes his year even better. That he I just destroyed Drake. That was that was fantastic. He yeah, had a crazy that was, year. That was great. So yeah, he's the go to 2018 for me on that one. Yeah, what did you guys have for the first one? Uh, my best rapper was J Cole. I, I didn't. I, I thought KOD was a good album. I didn't love it, but he just had so many features that were so good. Dude, his feature on uh, on. Uh, 21's album. Oh, yeah, a lot. That was crazy. I that's love one that. of the coldest J. Cole verses I've ever heard. <laughs> I swear. That's he so shouted out Markel. He shouted out Dennis Smith. Dennis Smith Jr. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's hard. Crazy. Yeah, oh, uh, that's fair. Oh, yeah. He also, and I, his uh, album with J.I.D., that one song he did. True. Oh, yeah, on Capcom, too. That yeah. Verse. That, I love that freaking verse. <laughs> yeah, no, he was spitting and, some truth. Yeah. All right, my best player is Betts, just because his year was freaking ridiculous. I respect you can admit that. He's not the best player on earth. That's Mike Trout's the best player on earth, and no one's <laughs> close. Uki had just freaking like I'm. That was just some freaking year. Yeah. So, uh, mine for 2018, just 2018, uh, was also Pusha T. Um. Oh, and obviously, like, best year uh, for a base player. I mean, Mookie had an unbelievable year. We're going best on the planet. I'm a huge Lil Wayne slappy. So uh, I got to go Wheezy for best rapper alive. But uh, So then Mike Trout would be my Lil Wayne of base. <laughs> that segment's uh, well. For 2018, <laughs> 2018 strictly, I'd go push on Mookie as well. Uh, but yeah, you're right. That, transitioning then to album and teen, part of five, <laughs> is my album of the year. Yeah, we, we were the same uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah I think we all three have the same on. I mean, yeah. I like I said, I'm just like a huge diehard 
How is that not nominated for a Grammy? How did he not get any Grammy nominations? It's because it's not it's not full of bangers, dude. It's not like Astro World. It was like like Astro World, Cardi B's album. It's a deep album. Like it's you know he talks about like mental health and stuff. Oh, it's amazing. I'm still listening to it. Like it just oh I. I, I, I barely listened to anything else. I, I haven't <laughs> got... It's a journey, bro. Mona Lisa, it like is. that. It's a roller Lisa. Bro, when, Mo, Mona when, Lisa. when Mona Lisa and Kendrick just goes, like, really high, it's Crazy. weird, but I, I think it's the greatest thing I've ever heard. Dude, it's, dude is <laughs> so The so best song on the album so overlooked, dude. Yeah. The very last track on the album where he talks about, like, is... Uh, no, Used To is the, uh, the second one. The I last see. one is... Um, uh, it all, this let, is great. Let it all I'm work not, out. I'm let it all work out. Yeah, let it all work out. Oh, yeah. true, um, true. Yeah, that's dude, true. that's easily one of the most overlooked songs on the track. But yeah, I think we're all in, agree- <laughs> in agreement here on Car yeah. Five. And uh, so obviously, yeah. Awesome. Team, I mean, Yo, who's the best team? I feel like the Tigers the had a good year. Yeah. <laughs> the Orioles, the Tigers, maybe the Warriors. Yeah, no, I was gonna say the Tacoma Rainers, great year. <laughs> And the AAA. They were Toledo Mudheads, dude. <laughs> Toledo Mudheads is a great name for a baseball team. That is, that is a great name. Like, AAA teams are the best. The Toledo Mudheads are like the most, one of the most like famous and like recognizable minor league teams just because of MASH, the TV show. Yeah, I was going to say but, that. Uh, <laughs> that's literally it. That's the only reason why. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think we're all in agreement. It's all three Carter Five and all three the Red Sox. I'm pretty yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, you know, next is the uh, best new artist versus best rookie. I think this one will be pretty close. Yeah, pretty no, gonna say that. difference. Um, I'll kick it off. So best rookie, um, Juan Soto, Ronald Acuna. They're all they're definitely the best rookies. That's fine. But the most fun rookie for me to watch was Walker Bueller. He's got the stuff to be the next Clayton Kershaw. Like, oh, he's such a dude. I'm a big Bueller guy. So, like, that's my best rookie. Maybe he wasn't rookie of the year, but, like, he's the guy I'm most excited about of those three. Um, which, and then, so best new artist. I gotta go Ski Mask. Ski Mask Sump God. He's not, like, necessarily new, yeah. but he dropped his first album this year, and Stokely, it was, it was fire. He's got some crazy references, lots of sports references. Like, it was, it was wild. So, yeah, that's my, that's my new artist. The Ski Mask, I just kind of, like, never listened to him, because I hate that. I just thought he was, like, some, like, crappy mumble rapper, just because his name's Ski Mask the Sump God. God. Yeah. But, but, so I never listened to him, but one of my friends just, like, turned me on to one of his songs, and it was, Awesome. Try to listen Wild. to the album. His lyrics are the weirdest things I've heard in my entire yeah. life. But his flow is so good. It's a ride, dude. It it's is, a ride. It is definition <laughs> of a journey. Yeah. No, hundred cents. That's my new artist. Huh? Yeah, that, that's uh, that's where I'm going with that one. Yeah, his flow is great. All right, Scott, what about you? Um, so mine's not uh super new, but like he's newer. Um, but. He actually had, a, like, a really big 2017 is, like, when he, like, burst onto the scene. And then he was really kind of quiet this year. But A Boogie, Boogie with a hoodie. Um, I love A Boogie. And yeah. he has, like, so he's supposed to have a lot of stuff, like, with Lil Durk and stuff, like, a lot of collabs about to come out. So I'm really pumped for that. I'm a, a huge A Boogie guy. And my rookie, I mean, like, there was a lot of really good rookies. Like obviously Shohei and stuff, but like I can't not pick 
Okunia. Like, <laughs> I mean, that dude's just an absolute monster. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna have to go with Acuna, but my uh, my artist is is a boogie. I'm really excited for what 2019 is gonna bring for him, similar to Acuna. Dude, yeah, boogie song with uh, with Kodak drowning. That's yeah, one of my favorite songs. Dude, that was yeah. such a good song. Oh, that's one of my favorite. So that's a great that. song. That's I don't even like Kodak, but that's I do not track. like Kodak at all. But yeah, that song. That song bumps. So no, that's a good call. No, I respect that. Yeah, I like that. Cop, who you got? Um, well, I'm gonna start with the rookie. This is like the best rookie class that there's been in a while, I, I think. Just like from depth, like I think Acuna, Soto, Bueller, Flaherty, in the NL, and then Shohei, Torres, Andujar, Wendell in the AL. Like it, it was a great class. I do agree though that Acuna is just a ridiculous baseball player. I loved watching uh, Glaber and Andujar this year, but I can't put them above Acuna or Otani. Just they, like Acuna is just Osorio, obviously. Acuna is just ridiculous. And my best new artist, like he hasn't really, he didn't drop an album this year. He just dropped a bunch of tracks. But Joiner, Joiner Lucas, he was everywhere this year. Yeah, oh, he was Last year, dude. Yeah, he was all over the place with yeah. singles. Dude. The freestyles yeah, and the disses and all that. Yeah, yeah. his freestyles, yeah, his track all over SoundCloud, all over. Yo, I love him. Like he's dropping a new album, I think, early this year. So I'm hyped for that. He got on the Eminem album, I think. Didn't yeah, he? was he not featured on the Eminem? He album? did. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah. like the best track. Like one of yeah. the only. Like that album was not even too popular here. So you can imagine <laughs> yeah, yeah. how it was portrayed <laughs> the rest popular of the anyway, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> If it yeah, wasn't no. big in Detroit, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lucky You was like one of the best songs of the year, I think. And he he is just so good. Like, I, I love him. I'm hyped for what he's gonna do next year. Or this year, obviously. Not mess with that, yeah. No. I got okay. I got one more rap line that fits in perfectly. Song's called "Rookies of the Future." Action Bronson, sit out in left field next to Gary Sheffield. Oof, that's such a slick bar. I love that. <laughs> I just slide that in there when we're on the topic of rookies. Gary that's what I got. I'll come up with uh, a couple of hot bars every week for you guys with some baseball references. So that's what I got this week. I agree. I, I will tell you what, that was not nearly as much as a train wreck as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> no faith. <laughs> Zero faith. I like that. That was, a, that was a good first Damon's Barbershop segment. I like that. Well, that's right. That's right. Alrighty, so that, that segment went so well. Let's just let's just let them keep running. Let's let Damon's Barbershop do yeah, their thing. Mr. Gambler. Alright, so for our next segment, uh, I've been called the modern day Pete Rose now, apparently. Um, We have some... (laughs) I like that. I'm going to go with that. So you can thank John for that one. Uh, Yeah, so the... Love that. Big, with all the lack of signings and just like lull in the free agency pool, the one cool thing um, that I always look into every year is the MLB just... Well, Vegas just released... The uh, 2019 projected win-loss totals for every single team. Uh, And they release at the same time every year around the new year. And like I said, it'd be kind of tedious to just go through like all 30 top to bottom. But I think there's a few that we can look at here and discuss that are really interesting to me. Um, One of them being the, well, obviously some of these will change when Harper and Machado signs without a doubt. Um, yeah, the first one I want to talk about is the Colorado Rockies. 
they went 91 and 72 last year, and the Vegas win loss total as of right now is 82 and 80. Um, now, if this was, if I was a betting man, which I'm not saying if I am or not, I would be smashing <laughs> the over on that. Um, that doesn't really make any sense to me. I know smash the over, smashing it, dude, over and over like that. Um, <laughs> that one really confuses me. I'm not a hundred percent sure where they're coming from. Yeah. It might just be like a Colorado's markets is small. So when people go into gamble or whatever, they're not. The first thing they think of is, oh, I'm not going to bet over on the Rockies. But I just think that's like that's a 10 game drop almost from last year. Like, yeah. That seems a little uh, yeah. exaggerated. That's to excessive. Me. They they didn't lose enough to lo- to lose 10 more games. Like, they lost Lemayhew, yeah. but they got Murphy, so it's not really I mean, right. They should regret. I do think they'll regress from 91. I think we can agree on that. But 82 but also is a little the drastic. Diamondbacks got worse. The Padres still yep. suck. Unless they get like Kluber yeah. somehow, and the Giants, and the Giants so they really stuff. could be the a wild card team. Eighty two wins, uh, I don't see any chance that they go that low. Yeah, me neither. No, at least eighty five, eighty six. Yeah, that one, that one caught me off guard, hundred uh, percent. The next one I have that kind of stood out to me was uh, right above them at eighty three. When the Oakland A's, who went ninety seven and sixty five last year. Vegas currently has at a four at delusion. a fourteen game drop to eighty three and seventy nine. Like holy hell, man! That's Are one you of the kidding most, me? Like I've been <laughs> looking at these for a while, and like that's one of the biggest drops I've seen in a long time. Like especially baseball ever. Not even just this right. year. Like, yeah. like obviously, like LeBron leaves the Cavs. Like that was a huge drop. Like you know, they dropped like thirty five games, right? Yeah. But like that's one of the biggest drops for a team that did not lose anyone really. Like they lost Lowry right. to place him like, with Profar. Like that team is essentially going to be the yeah. same team they were last. So year. that one really threw me off guard. I just think people don't believe in the A's ever. So I think that's probably Vegas's reasoning ever. for that. But I, that one really threw me for a loop. You know, I don't. I, I'm. I think that a fifth, it's fourteen game drop is ridiculously big. But I'm not gonna. I don't think that. It's that out of the realm to expect a huge drop off from the A's because while they didn't lose anyone, they vastly overachieved last year. Like their start, their starting pitching was bad, and they still won ninety seven games. They just had a bunch of I don't know how they won. They they like found ways to win. They 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 threw a no hitter against the Red Sox, you know. Uh, yeah, that was weird. Yeah, that does the, not the, feel like the, last year. Just there's how no way that the Red Sox won 108 games like in the World Series and in the same year got no hit by the Oakland A's. Yeah. <laughs> by the Oakland A's, yeah. By Sean Manaya on the Oakland A's, right? Like, it's, it's it's so weird to think about. But no, you're 100% right. I agree they overachieved. And they're definitely set for some regression due, due to kind of step back a little bit. But down to 83, like, there's no chance they're a 500 team. They're, yeah, they're a 90-win so. team, I think. Especially because again, like the Rockies, their division sucks. Like they have Houston to work out, but the but the uh, the Rangers suck. The Mariners Mariners sold, and now I can't think of the other team in that division. Angels. The Angels. 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 I mean that that's pretty (laughs) that's pretty saying about the Angels right there. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. 
Theirs was uh, interesting too. Angels at eighty three and a half. That was another one that interested me too. I, I don't know what we're gonna get from the Angels. Though. Yeah, that was a weird they're one. Be a big, they're a big question. The Angels literally went eighty and eighty two, and their win their over under is eighty three and a half. Like they're they really know what. Clearly, Vegas doesn't even know. Like have a production of prediction of what yeah. you know they're gonna do. <laughs> no, um, the, the Angels like the same yeah, team that every year. Was... They could be that. They could finally get it together and. Get, get right. Mike Trout to the playoffs yeah, for a, a real yeah. series, but they're not gonna. <laughs> People forget Mike Trout hit like under a hundred in the playoffs. Everyone's deemed yeah. great. Okay, zero eighty seven in the playoffs. I don't think Mookie Betts hit zero eighty seven in the playoffs. We'll leave that for another day. The, I guess. So actually, the now the biggest drop off of the entire field right now um one of the last few i have to point out the seattle mariners for obvious reasons after going 89 and 73 yeah. are now only at a 74 over under um that that's fair i, I would not fair. touch that <laughs> that one yeah, like I, I would just be too scared i that, wouldn't like, touch it but i think that's yeah reasonable. like that, that's like i think it's pretty accurate and i but at the same time, like even after selling, I wouldn't be surprised if the Mariners pulled, you know, like 78, 79 wins out of it. it. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and that's you know five wins they over. They switched like, players every year. So that's just one I'd stay far away from, to be honest. Yeah, with you. I agree with that because they got worse. I agree. But the, but when a team is that low of an over under, it's like, you yeah, know, exactly. Like, like it's like they're not the Orioles. They're not going to have yeah. fifty wins. You're messing with fire. Yeah, for sure. No. Yeah. They have players, too. They got Justice Sheffield, who I think is going to have a great year next year. I'm they got Domingo Santana, who kind of took a step back, but he's a good player. Tim Kikuchi. Beckham, like, they, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Kikuchi. Like, yeah Kikuchi. So they have they got a good chance to uh, to maybe mess some people up on that over-under. So, yeah, 74 yeah, and a half, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you guys. That's one I would not, uh, not touch. Um, the last big one I have is the, in my opinion, the worst – line they set in the entire field the 90 and 72 young atlanta braves hot lana uh at 84 wins for this season <laughs> yeah That's, that makes no sense to me in the slightest they didn't get worse um, like right if anything i would have thought plus it jd yeah like i would have thought yeah. they would have been like a 90 91 ton of team I have no idea where they're figuring that the Braves lost six games this offseason. Um, so that's another yeah. one I am absolutely smashing the over on, without a doubt. The, the, yeah, I think they're a safe bet to win 90 again, right. if not more. Like, they were on pace to win yeah. closer to 100 if they didn't slow down in the second half of the season. So, like, yeah, 84, that's just... Plus Josh Donaldson right. is there yeah. now. Like, I can't even forget about that because it happened so long ago by now. Yeah, just for sure. Yeah, yeah. Another great <laughs> overlooked move, honestly. Josh Definitely. Allen from the Braves, yeah. great move. Just to play Big devil's fan. advocate, though, uh, like I think the the only reason I could see them lowering that over under is just because I think when you think that about how much better the division got, so you could think that the Nationals sure. with Corbin and Dozier, and then the Mets with all their moves, and the um, Phillies are probably going to get one of the big two. Those are better. So, you know, you could yeah. make the case that the Braves got 
did not get as did not get as much better as those other three teams, and maybe that effect, that has a six game difference. I would still take the over on that team, but yeah. No, but you make a good point. Like that is definitely valid reasoning. The teams around them, they're going to play 18, 20 games a year. Definitely, yeah, took more step forward than a lot of the other teams we've definitely. talked about. Uh, the last, the only other thing I want to do is I'll do best team and worst team, and then we can just wrap it up. Uh, the Orioles, not shocking to anyone, 59 is currently their overall record, which shockingly is a 12-game improvement Under. from their record last Under. year. <laughs> they had Manny Machado for the first half. Dude, they were in show. So their over-under is Relegate less them, than 60. Man. Relegate less Baltimore. than 60 and still a double-digit improvement from their actual record last year, 47 wins. Um, Yuck. And then the best Yuck. team is not John's Red Sox. Um, the Criminal. number one team is the Houston Astros, who it's actually, I'm surprised no, usually there's like one team that gets, you know, like an 100, right? Like every, every year there's usually yeah. one team yeah, that's yeah, a hundred yeah. over under. The Astros are the number one team, uh, according to Vegas, uh, and they're at 97 and a half, and that's also two whole games above the Red Sox at 95 and a half. We're in second, so I thought that was super interesting as well because that's a 13 game, that's a 13 ridiculous. game drop. They're saying then for Boston. I don't, I don't, I don't. Yeah, which is you know, ridiculous. I, Boston's not going to drop that much, but I don't hate putting Houston above them. Like they got, they did not lose anyone except actually no, no, yeah, they lost Keuchel. Who's going to start games for them next year? And McCullers okay, is maybe out. they did lose someone. But they do have James. They don't have a number three starter. They got Brantley. They got Brantley. The I like Brantley. Lost a good um, move. their entire bullpen. Nobody. The Sox lost a yeah, couple you know, of guys they, who kind they, of... They lost like the best really fine. That, of the generation. I just... I can't believe the Astros are... I can't believe the Astros have the best... What I disagree with... Total right. Project. It's not even ridiculous. like... Sorry, I don't mean to keep cutting everyone off. It's <laughs> not even like I... Uh, <laughs> It's not even like I, I totally disagree with Houston about Boston. I just disagree with Boston at 95. Like, that's yeah, exactly. my problem with it. I don't necessarily – like, if Houston was at 103 yeah. and Boston was at 101 or whatever, I probably wouldn't have too big of a problem with it. But Boston being at 95 is absolutely ridiculous. I agree. There's no way yeah, that's that much. One more quickly. Tigers, 67 Oof. over under. You boys, are they going Smash over under? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, seriously, Castellanos is going to be gone by July. Uh, Mercer's probably going to be gone because you know yep. that's a huge bat. Um, Fulmer, Kristen Stewart's going to be gone. our cleanup hitter by August. It's Who the hell is that? Pretty... <laughs> exactly, that's my point. Was it Kristen Stewart and Twilight Tigers fans? Was it Kristen Stewart the actress in Twilight? Dude. He might as I don't know. I went right over my head. I don't know. I don't watch Twilight, but I do know. No, you're right. You say that's a lie. (laughs) No, same name, different people. I don't know where they're getting a three-game improvement from. Uh, I have no idea. But, uh, no, No. you're smashing the under on that for sure. They're not going to flirt with 70. They'll be lucky to hit 60, if I'm being honest. I like that though. We'll we'll come back with some more bets during the season, some MVP odds, some Cy Young yeah, odds, for sure. yeah, division for sure. odds once they figure out that the Red Sox are better than a ninety-five win team. So yeah, no, I like that. We'll uh, yeah, we'll that'll that. drop. Uh, those usually drop opening like the day of opening day. All those, so that'll be fun. All right, cool. Yeah.
fire me up about um last segment um so yeah so we'll go on to uh we got a little buy or sell just on some things that are relevant in the news uh at the time we'll kind of be doing this every time damon's barbershop uh comes about and that was this there was one. the canadian so right, right now there. got the, yeah, uh, <laughs> heard it. the about the about did i drop an a i'm surprised it's taken an hour plus for someone to nope. call me out for my canadian i was line. being polite <laughs> anyway yeah, i was so worried <laughs> very canadian of you to be polite um okay new avengers movie I'm I'm not a huge superhero Avengers guy. It does look kind of cool, but I don't, you guys are gonna have to lead the way on this one. I'm uh, I'm a little out of the loop on the Avengers lifestyle. Scott. Um, uh, <laughs> I mean, if we're being honest, I'm not huge in. I saw the first one; it was great. I don't even like superhero movies. Like I, that's like not my thing. But that one in particular, I loved. Um, so I mean, and it was one of like the top grossing uh, superhero movies of all time and top grossing movies of all of 2018 as well. Like that'll be that, like, it'll be a big deal. It'll be fun. Uh, a lot of, you know, huge yeah. cliffhanger at the end of the first one, obviously. So, I mean, it'll, it'll definitely be something to go watch. Like they'll, they'll get my money. That's just, I'm not just like an, I'm not an expert. <laughs> Long it, so. story short. Yeah, I was I was never a big Cop. superhero guy, but I've I've really liked how Marvel's done the movies. But this one, like, even it, it's the kind of thing where even if you don't give a crap about superheroes, you're gonna see it. Like, you can't not see. Exactly. It. It's exactly. should I? See, I didn't see the first guys, one. I'm out of the like, loop. It's good. It's it's the, it, like I said. I, I've never yeah. been a superhero right. guy, and it's good. Yeah, like. like All right. It's Do we the know the recommendation? Where, like, everyone is gonna be talking about it. No matter like on social media, that's just the day it drops. Sure. That's just gonna be what you're gonna see. For sure. No, that's facts. That's facts. Um, okay, this next one, like again, this is just I can't believe this is even a relevant thing on social media. But here we are, the world record egg. <laughs> oh We've seen gosh. it everywhere. We've seen everybody's <laughs> face on the egg. I've seen Mike Tyson's tattoos on the egg. I have just seen so much ridiculousness. So what? How do you guys feel about this whole egg crazy phenomenon? Did or, you like it or enduring? I no, mean, did, like did it's you kind like the of picture, funny. I mean. It's just another one of those things. Did you, you like know, the actual picture? Do you not know what the thing is about? <laughs> I don't think John knows what the egg is about. John. Joke? I, I just thought there was like some <laughs> world record size egg. Size. Like, okay, this is hilarious because I'm. <laughs> Okay, no, this is even better. You guys are gonna right, film so me it on it. Some hear. random person made an account called World Record Egg on Instagram, posted a picture okay. of a random egg, right. and said, "Let's see if we can break the record for most likes on an Instagram post." And they have forty-three million <laughs> likes, which is about twenty-five more than the record. Twenty-five Bro, million. What? I He's about to like right it. Mid the, I just assumed there was some <laughs> big ass egg on a farm in like Netherlands or something. Everyone was like, "Yo, look at the size of this egg." This just yeah, dude, in the middle of Nebraska, Damn. there's just this huge egg on the side of the highway, and everyone's just going taking pics of it. That's crazy. I um, yeah, no, I guess I'm out of the loop. I should have done my egg prep, but yeah, there you go. It's got yeah a lot of likes. That's it's the stupidest thing. It's the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, the thing that is funny about it for me is, like, all the memes that came because of it. <laughs> like, some of those, like, I don't know how oh, big, yeah. like, I'm sure our listening group is not huge into it. But, like, I like the UFC. I just like all sports. But 
Like I'm a big oh, UFC guy, and Dana White, who's like the head of the UFC, they like they put his face next to the egg, and he looks just like an egg. Dude. Bald, right? Like all these things that have come <laughs> from great. it, I think are funny. Yeah. But the thing itself is just spiked stupid. some. Grain. It's so <laughs> stupid. And whoever did it has like whoever did it has like five million followers, and they're selling merch. Like they're selling merchandise with an egg I on would. it, I'd and they're making so tons hard. of money. People are That's so ridiculous. stupid. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> Twenty nineteen. Dude, so, these people are so smart. That's whoever did hilarious. it, and people are buying pictures of an egg. I worry about I mean, the world we're growing up in. Yeah, oh, twenty nineteen is wild, bro. Okay, one more. We're gonna move on from this egg. To this is this topic hits me near and dear in the heart. The sitch, the situation. Mike Sorrentino, Jersey Shore star. Finally, get ahead to prison. He's been fighting it for a while. I think yeah. it's tax evasion, something tax fraud, something like that. My guy, the Sitch, is heading to jail for like what three quarters a year. This one hurts me. I'm a huge Jersey Shore guy. Always have been. You're a Jersey huge Shore Jersey is so Shore underrated. Guy. That show is the Canadian. show is fantastic. The that is the Boston Red Sox of shows. That is the Awful. GOAT show. I love Jersey Shore. I'm really sad to hear that we're not going to get any more content from the sitch for the next nine months his instagram is pure the cra- pure the comedy best thing about it is he tweeted the comeback is always greater than the setback and had a gif <laughs> or gif i don't care how he, he had a gif <laughs> of someone saying move he tweeted out his address for where his jail yeah. is too like the guy he said now take me to jail of the people. <laughs> Yo, it was amazing i love the sitch man the uh <laughs> the the funny. sitch i don't so I went to a uh, university in northern Michigan for a couple of years, and at one of the bars one night, dude, Pauly D was the DJ. <laughs> I shit no. you not, dude. We, they literally they sold tickets for like 15 bucks a pop, and we're, we're all just chilling one night. He's like, hey, you going this Saturday? Like, what? And we're like, the bar. And we're like, like why? Like, I mean, <laughs> they're like, dude, Pauly D's DJing. And we were like, oh, well, then definitely not. But for some <laughs> reason, dude, all these oh, people, what? like, it sold out. He made bank. It, like, all over his Good. Snapchat, he was, like, Good, hyping bro. us up. And no he was, like, the yeah, buddy, dude. He'd do it mid-song. <laughs> Like, he'd be, like, scratching the record over there. You just hear, yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Cabs here. He's the best, man. Yeah, no, I would uh, I would have loved to be there. I'm truly jealous of that. Everyone that was talking smack on that, no, nah, I'm not. Yeah, have you guys ever... Yeah. was the man. I'm, I'm, have you guys ever seen... I'm not, I'm not getting political, but Donald Trump's roast, and the situation is on it. I've never... No one has Don't ever done worse at a roast in the history... And like, <laughs> so like, like he gets up, starts making these awful jokes, and Jeff Ross just gets up. He's like, "Come on, you, you, you're done." He's like, "No, no, no, I got another one." He makes another awful joke, and, and he's like, "And there's just crickets." It's the funniest thing I've seen in my entire life. <laughs> really, I got to check that out, man. That's uh, I believe that. I was like, he was great in the reality TV Yo. biz, but like trying to watch him do stand up or something of the sort was just cringe. Already thinking about it, but. But uh, shout out to my dude, the Sitch. We're gonna we're gonna free free the Sitch. We're gonna get you out of prison real soon, my guy. I'll be writing a letter. I'll be writing a letter to him, letting him know how much he uh, and the show meant to me. So yeah, this is a they sad day. This is a sad Unbelievable! Day. Unbelievable! You know, when <laughs> exactly. I said you could make segments, this is exactly what I was expecting you to get. 
<laughs> I'm not gonna lie. This was exactly yeah. what you, you could have expected out of us. Yeah. Exactly. I enjoyed it. We all know we're the best group. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't think anybody listening for baseball here. is still listening at this point, but <laughs> I enjoyed it. Yeah, but who's listening just for baseball? They got the personalities. We can tie it in. Like, Brett Gardner, he looks like an egg. So, world famous egg. Brett Gardner, it looks like an egg. There you go. Baseball related topic. The situation, no. he likes baseball, I'm sure. I'm sure. He sounds like someone surely watches baseball. It's like, <laughs> this had lots of baseball oh, content at the end. 100%. Alrighty. Is that it? I'll wrap up if this we're done. This great. That's all we got. I think so. We got. Well, like I said, if you great. were looking for baseball talk, you're probably not here anymore. But that was fun. But. That'll be it from us, Diamond Digest fans. Thanks again for listening in. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook if you don't already. And keep looking for great content from us. So, for the members of Damon's Barbershop, John Principe, Adam Koplick, and Scott Bentley, this is Jordan Lazowski signing off. Take care, everyone. Only 25 days Red until... Red Sox back to back World Series champions. Excuse you. <laughs> Only 25 days until pitchers and catchers report. So the Red Sox can go back to back. See, I knew what you were no, going to say. No, I knew you were going to talk about spring training, and that's just the first time. We got all this way. We got all this way, and there was no socks and five. Socks and five, baby. And that is a successful podcast. <laughs>